Help support Friendo Club by going to patreon.com slash Stephen Larson or clicking join at youtube.com slash Stephen Larson. Access to bonus episodes, question threads for the Going In Raw podcast, and entry to our monthly wrestling predictions challenges. Join the Friendo Club today. Have you ever wondered what would happen if you could change the thread of space and time and alter it and figure out what would have happened in wrestling or, I guess, in life uh, if, if this guy wouldn't have said, hey, come on down to L.A. and do some voiceovers for this thing that I'm working on called Machinima. No, I never thought that. This might not be a thing. Well, I think the friendos, oh. they've thought about this a lot because we put out a thread that asked them, what are some of the biggest wrestling what ifs? And boy, oh boy. There's a lot of them. They had quite a few of them. There's a lot of them. What's the first, first one? one? from Darius the Great. What if AJ Styles had accepted WWE's developmental deal in 2002 and come up in the peak of the ruthless aggression era with guys like Eddie Guerrero, Kurt Angle, etc.? Uh, Air Styles. Air Styles. a member of WWE. Yeah. Um, you know, he wouldn't have done the run in Ring of Honor. Obviously, wouldn't have done TNA. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he was one of the cornerstones of TNA from its inception. In so, addition, of course, Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Um, and to have a wrestler of his caliber wrestling with the likes of Eddie and Kurt Angle and, and whatnot uh, would have been a massive get for WWE, especially, you know, they already had that, that uh, class of 2002 from OVW, Cena, Brock, Randall Keith Orton, Dave Batista, mm-hmm. potentially add AJ Styles into that mix. Mm-hmm. That'd have been something else. It'd have been interesting. I don't know. Like, I mean, that's such a that's such a massive change. Because I don't know what being under WWE's style of yeah. wrestling, yeah. their 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 house style. House if you style, will, if you will, yes. Um, how that would have changed. Because obviously going to TNA and then going to New Japan. I don't know that he'd be the same wrestler known for the same stuff that he's known for. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he really did craft his style while, you know, obviously outside of WWE. Yeah. And then he yeah. brought all that brand that he had said. Like nobody, the thing about AJ is that nobody crafted their brand outside of WWE like he did. Yeah, I mean, he, that was kind of unprecedented. Yeah. And so, like, when he got there, he had taken everything that he did outside WWE. So, honestly, there's, like, the short answer is there's kind of no way to tell. I mean, I guess one of them, yeah, even, even like, when you look at Danielson, like, he was hired and fired in 2001. Um, and then it wasn't until, what, 2010, 2010 that he was brought in for, like, the Nexus stuff? Yep, yep. And by that time, he had already spent only at least that 10 years. Yeah, yeah, in the Indies and Ring of Honor. In yeah. the Indies and Ring of Honor. Yep. So, I don't know. And on top of that, AJ wasn't as, like, large yeah. as the other wrestlers yeah, in that yeah, 2002 yeah. class. Yeah. So, he would have really... And it's not like his promo was, like, off the charts good either. No, I just he would have stood out from, you know, via his wrestling ability. If that would have been... If he would have been able to develop that in the same manner that he yeah. did outside yeah. WWE, yeah, then, yeah, otherwise... I mean, he's already Air Styles, so. <laughs> Wasn't that was a tag team? Yeah, him and Air Paris in WCW. What if Air Paris had been brought into? I'm sorry. What if Paris? I don't know who the Paris guy. <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't know Paris's I don't name. Know I don't know either. Air Paris. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Next up, uh, Shay asks, "What if uh, HBK Shawn Michaels never hurt his back and was out of commission for four years?" 
what would DX and the Attitude Era have looked like? So this is interesting because we also had a conspiracy theory yeah. that said they didn't believe, and I don't, I forget who it was, and I apologize, that said HPK didn't actually hurt his back. He, he sort of exaggerated it, yeah. which I don't know. It is interesting because I, I, I think that the reason why I think that's bunk, that theory could be debunked, is because... So unlike Brett, I don't think Brett would have lasted too long in the Attitude Era. I think that like the Attitude Era wasn't really a Bret Hart thing. I know that the no. Hart Foundation was there, but like when it really kicked into gear in like '98, yeah, it just didn't seem suited for it Bret didn't Hart. Didn't seem to be a speed. No, DX was really over. I mean, you could say they were kind of one of the groups that instigated the whole Attitude Era. Thing. Right, they were like sort of the seed for the Attitude Era, yeah. like all the crotch shopping, showing off their asses. And then putting their D's in little socks, socks stuff, yeah, and stink Christmas socks, stockings, stockings, yes. So like, I don't know. I kind of feel like that, like the back problem was probably a real thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I and I mean, you see the spot, and you see his reaction to the spot in that uh, casket match with Undertaker. It looks like he hurt himself. Yeah, right. And on top of that, like, there's no reason for him to have left. The, like, he it probably killed him to leave, to like have to leave during the mm-hmm. Attitude Era mm-hmm. and see what happened. I don't know. We just would have had. I think we just would have had like a super souped up DX. the The interesting thing would be at that point, though. Like, I know it took Triple H another two years to get to that main event spot. And I know that, like, Shawn Michaels was fine, like, sharing the top spot with Diesel and Razor Ramon. Would they have been, like, would Triple H have been able to ascend as high as he did if HBK was still around? What what they might have done was, uh, you know, the the night after, the Raw after WrestleMania 14, where Triple H is like, all right, uh, DX under new leadership. You bring in people, you call your friends, you call on the click. Uh, X-Pac shows up. Yeah. Uh, what precedes that, though, is Triple H is like, hey, Sean. Sh- Sean. You didn't get the job done. Yeah. Oh, Bang, yeah. pedigree. Oh, yeah. So here's what I think. They just would have made the entire main event scene about them. Yeah. <laughs> they would have cut out, they would have cut out, like, Austin and Rock as much as they can. Exactly. Especially been, Rock. I don't think they like Rock. It would have been a feud, their feud for a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, just feuding three straight. years. Exactly. Yeah, all in the main event scene. Uh... Irish insight. There you go. What if Star K97 finish? What if the Star K97 finish with the way it was supposed to? So, to recap, Star K97, the story was supposed to be the finish to Hogan Sting was Hogan pin Sting, but the ref does a fast count. Not just any ref. Nick Patrick NWO ref. Yes. Sting. Uh, Sting. <laughs> Bret Hart comes down. And to atone for the sins of of Montreal Screwjob. Yeah, also in a way, WrestleMania 9. Right. And yeah. Uh, he comes down and he fixes it so that, you know, that they, they restart the match or whatever. Yeah. Sting wins. Yeah. They didn't do a fast count. It's Hogan politics. Bret Hart, yeah. Hogan told Nick Patrick not to. Yeah. Bret Hart still came down yeah. and acted like it did. And things still played out as if that was a fast count. Yeah. And so the following Thunder, I think. Yeah. They vacated the title. Sting won it from Hogan. Or Sting beat Hogan to win it again at Super Brawl in February. So it's not like, in terms of a macro sense, a whole lot of creative plans seemingly changed. Yeah. It, yeah. They just, if I rem- the funny thing is, I don't even remember. Like, I was so, I don't know. I was relatively new to wrestling at the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, when they said, oh, it was a fast count, here comes Bret Hart, I just bought into it. I was like, oh, it must have been a fast count. Oh, there you go. 
<laughs> I didn't notice if it was a fast counter. I'm like, oh man, that's sneaky Hogan and his oh, NWO yeah, ref. Yeah. Counting Nick, counting a normal three count. Oh. Nick Patrick. Oh. <laughs> How dare maybe, he? Maybe half a fraction like, of a second faster than usual. That's a pretty slow fast count right really there. really is, Matt, to see what his normal count is. Yeah. Uh, AJ Rods. <laughs> it's like one of the AAA refs. Uh, AJ Rods says, what if Booker T won at WrestleMania against Triple H? You know what, man? At least Triple H, at least he didn't have to like make Booker T sell that finish so much. Because it was the pedigree. And then it was like 18 seconds before It was before like forever. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It was so long. It was ridiculous. Um, no, Booker T should have won that match. Yeah, he should have won that match. Should have won that match. Um, I mean, I, I, it, you sort of understand what they were doing. Like, they just wanted Triple H to be ultimate bad guy. But... <sighs> It was it was dumb. They should have yeah. had they should have had Booker T win that yeah. match. I I don't think. Look, here's the thing. They had. I know they did like a multi man match after that. Yeah. That Triple H's team won also. Um, but like I don't know. The thing is like whenever Triple H lost the title, like when he would put over somebody like Orton. Yeah. Eventually Triple H gets it back anyway. I know. So like he could have lost to Booker T, and then like at the next pay per view got it back. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then you still have a huge WrestleMania moment. Exactly. And the historical context, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. is there. But no, you know, that was that was a misfire. A for massive, sure. massive misfire. Yeah. Uh, Tori, the uh, Tony, sorry, the Pokemon guy says, what if WWE decided to keep Mania one super long show instead of two nights, which was the best and most popular decision to do in a long time when it came to wrestling shows? Would we dread WrestleMania? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like how we are with AEW pay-per-views yeah. now. It's like, yeah. oh, man. Sitting there for seven hours watching the show and having to do a recap afterwards of a seven-hour show. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. I, I mean, what if? Well, that sucks. That would suck. That would be that'd be lame. I wouldn't have the energy I want. That. I'll be honest. At this point, I want all big pay-per-views to be two nights. Two, two night, three-hour shows. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's perfect. The perfect size. That really is. That really is. Uh, Jose Alaguna says, what if WWE gave Edge's push to Christian and mm. Christian was the one who ended up leaving? Would Christian have... Done more with those opportunities. Oh, if Edge was one who ended up leaving. Oh, yeah. Would Christian have more of those opportunities? So let me let me ask you this before we answer this. What if? Why do you think Vince saw Edge as the guy out of Christian and Edge? Was it size? His look? I mean, it's, look, they're two, you know, white dudes with long, blonde hair. Yeah. Like, was there something specific about them that, like... My God, was it because he was like four inches taller? Which I think he is. He's he's he is taller. He's a tall guy. Yeah, and I, I I would be surprised that didn't play some role. Yeah, the fact that he's taller because in terms of you know in terms of their pairing, I don't think he, either one necessarily stood out from the other in terms of 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 comedic timing, charisma, wrestling chops, even. Yeah, like as a unit, they seem to be on pretty equal footing. Say for Edge was a couple inches taller and maybe 30, 20, 30 pounds heavier. I think, like, I think literally that's it because I actually do think that Christian has some of that more. I think he's got more of that natural camera charisma, yeah. and that's a subjective thing. I think that, that could be debated, but I do think that he has a bit more of that look, that thing. Yeah. But Edge, it you, once Christian cut his hair 
and was coming out, he was he was like thin. He was he was not an imposing looking guy. And Edge kind of always was. He was tall. Yeah. He was more. He had more meat on him. He was more yeah. muscular. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and he does. I mean, he has great. He he has a great look to him. He's a great yeah, he looking does. guy and yeah. everything. He's yeah. got the camera charisma. But I want. Yeah, I wonder if it's just that. Could be. Um, Could be. I think I'll put it this way. I do think that maybe Edge leaving. If he had gone to like TNA, mm-hmm. because typically in TNA they didn't have like a ton of WWE sized guys, yeah, he might have because Christian was really successful in TNA massively, but he might have been more successful in TNA than Christian was in yeah. TNA. Yeah, could be, could be. And we can have Adam Copeland in AEW right now. Right, exactly. Paired yeah. up with Luchasaurus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got a couple questions about the Nexus. Or yes. what else about the Nexus. First here from Anthony. says, this happened back at Undertaker and Kane's Buried Alive match when the Nexus attacked the Undertaker. What if Wade Barrett was the one to defeat the Undertaker and break the streak? Uh, there have been a couple times where it seemed like Wade Barrett was on the ascent. Yeah. There was this spell. There was Bad News Barrett. And it, he... He, he, he had he had a lot of bad luck. He had bad luck and injuries. I yeah, I don't know. This is one of those things where I think Wade Barrett had everything, mm-hmm. but like I'd have to see. There are certain guys like Damian Sandow. Mm-hmm. I could I can see it, even though he never succeeded to the degree that I think he could have or yeah, should yeah. have. Yeah, I could totally see it. I could see him carrying that big gold belt. Yeah, it like fits that guy. Yeah, yeah. Wade Barrett. I'd have to see the success to to believe it. To believe it, and I think I think he's got it. I just would have to see it first. Yeah, I wonder if if he were wrestling now in the current day WWE, how he would have fared. I don't know how far back the the whole scripted promo thing went, but you hear him on commentary now. Um, he sounds looser, more relaxed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of times more believable. Yeah, when you're older, that happens. Yeah, yeah but you know, also he's not reading from, you know, he doesn't have line scripted for him. So um, just in terms of his promo and his delivery, I wonder if, if that would be different nowadays if he's not handed, you know, dialogue to memorize. And, Let me ask you this. Yeah. If you swap out, and I, I don't know what their timelines are like, but if you swap out Seamus for Wade Barrett, couldn't you see like Wade Barrett having the exact same career? Yeah, yeah. Like he would be leading the brawling brutes right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could, I could totally, totally see, see that. that. And he might have gone through a phase where everybody's like, "God, I hate this guy." Yeah, like Possibly. get him off my TV. Possibly. I could see that, but then I could see everybody coming back around to him by yeah, now. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that being the case, and I never would have wanted Sheamus to be the Undertaker streak. So I don't think it would have worked regardless. Um, and then there's this one also. This is probably a bigger one than that. Cream review says. First thing that came to mind was what if the Nexus won the seven on seven tag match at SummerSlam? I maintain that John Cena was in the right on that one, Larson. I think that John Cena was absolutely correct in going to Vince and saying these guys shouldn't win. Besides Wade Barrett, who else is on that team, really? There's a lot of there's six other people in there. I know there are six other people, but really. Uh, David Otunga. Justin Gabriel. Correct. Uh, Heath Slater, I think. Correct. Uh, uh, Skip Sheffield. Who, A.K.A. Ryback. <laughs> right. So there's two more I'm missing. There's... Um, Darren Young. Did you get him? Darren Young, yeah. Yeah. And then... And then, and then it doesn't matter. Like, it ain't... It ain't... No... It's, dude... I, here's the thing, man. 
Could could those guys have been made into something because of this? Possibly. Answers yes. It could have. It could have. I don't know that like it, they would have though. Like I just don't. I don't. Again, I see it with like Wade Barrett more than I see it with those guys. Because no, it's not uh, yeah. like any of them besides Ryback, who yeah. broke out in a pretty major way. It's. I just don't. I don't know. I don't really see it. I mean, there's this, and there's also Wade losing at what TLC and literally getting buried under a pile of chairs. I mean, it's hard to come back from that. It is it's tough. It is, but like, I don't know. I just don't think. I don't. It's not like the Shield. It's not like it's not like this was like seven dudes who could have been the next Shield. Like you know, the the proto Shield. I mean, the Shield were booked really well from the very beginning. So if, yeah, if because they, they had everything. But what if they had a humiliating loss early on in their run? Would they ever be able to recover from that? Yeah, because come on, man, it's Tribal I don't Chief. Know. Look at that know. guy. If because it, because here's the thing. Here's th- this is actually proof in the pudding. One guy did recover right back. He did recover because a, he had that thing for a little bit. Oh, come on. For a little years. Bit. He had a decade long run. No. <laughs> Chew World Order said what events? Let me ask you something. Knowing now what you know, knowing now, if you knew then what you know now and you quantum leaped into events. Yeah. Would you have overruled Cena and been like, no, you're going to lose? I would have made sure that Daniel Bryan was on the Nexus team again and have the Nexus win. (laughs) All right. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Chew World Order says, what if Vince had been more fascinated with in-ring and promo abilities than looks? Hey, guess what? Well, there was a time when Vince was more fascinated with in-ring. The the sweet science of professional wrestling. Take a look at the Bob Backlund years. Yeah. Uh, He was fascinated with it. And that shit was boring. And Backlund couldn't talk a lick. I think Vince was always. I think he was more fascinated with. I think once Hogan came around, he was he was fascinated with promo. I yeah, think promo I, was a big thing. Yeah, I think him. I think for him it was he liked his 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 large muscular men that yeah. had huge characters. Yeah, right. And yeah. part of that is you got to be able to drop a promo in character. Right. Um, and I think if he, once he saw that there was money in that, as opposed to a more sports-centric approach to the in-ring product, which focused on the in-ring work. He decided yeah. to go that route where everybody, based on either their physique or their personality, was an attraction mm-hmm. yeah. as opposed to someone who could put on a five-star classic. Right. Well, that's the direction he went because that's where the money was. If Bob Backlund main event in WrestleMania would have failed miserably. Yep. <laughs> so there's your answer. Uh, Optimus Crime says, what if Sting and Goldberg... Went to WWE in 2001 and were part of the Invasion storyline. I mean, it would have helped a lot. It would have been more interesting if the Invasion was strictly, you know, WCW versus WWE. Yeah, right. didn't have people that were in WWE, you know, crossover to become part of the Alliance. And then ECW get involved in it. If it was just strictly the Monday Night War played out in storyline and WWE programming, it probably would have been far more interesting. Do you think they, they would have needed... Because, like, I think the main guys are Sting, Goldberg, Hogan, Flair, Hall, and Nash, probably. Mm-hmm. Those six guys. If it's those six guys, then that storyline would have been... That kind of writes itself. Yeah, you'd think so. Because then that WrestleMania, it's just dream match after dream match yeah. after dream match. Or, yeah. or, I guess, the Invasion pay-per-view, which, I mean, was still, like, a massive success. Yeah. In terms of, like, uh, commercially speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, even if you get Sting and Goldberg, I think that helps a lot. Oh, yeah. But uh, we'll never know. Yep, never will. Uh, Tom of the Pops says, what if, Vince, oh, what if Vince was actually convicted in the steroid trial and got prison time? 
I mean, I guess Jerry Jarrett would have been running things for a while. That was the rumor. Yeah. That Jerry Jarrett would have been running things. I don't think a whole lot would have changed. I mean, he probably would have just done what Vince wanted him to do. And then when Vince got, I don't, because what was, do, do we know like what the likely scenario was for how much time Vince would have served? It, I don't think it would have been that much. Yeah, I don't know exactly. So, I mean, let's say it was under five years. He would have been back in, because that was 94. Oh, wow. Yeah, that would have changed a that lot. That would have changed. It's like right in the, the midst of the Attitude Era. Probably wouldn't. Yeah, I doubt we would have gotten the Attitude Era. Yeah, I don't think we would have. because Jeff Jarrett at the top. Yeah, no. <laughs> and, I don't, you know, Jerry Jarrett may not have screwed Brett out of the title, so never would have got Mr. Jarrett as yeah. the heel. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Mr. Jarrett. <laughs> Uh, e. David Bruce says, what if TNA slash Impact gambled on Brock Lesnar? So I had to look this one up. And apparently in 2007, uh, after obviously three years after his departure mm-hmm. and still what, like five years before he came so back? 2012 he came back. Yeah, so five years before he came back. Uh, Brock Lesnar hit up Kurt Angle was like, hey, Kurt, how much you make another TNA? And he told him. And then he said, well, can you get uh, them to pay me that? And then he tried. And the and then TNA was like, no. Here's my my speculation: uh, Brock would not have been the star that he was in WWE after he came back. No, not at all. I don't think so. No, I mean part of when he when he went to USC and won the title. Yeah, that added so much legitimacy. Oh my gosh! Yeah, to what he, he became in his second run in WWE. Yeah, that if he had just gone to TNA rather than doing that, I mean he would have done well in TNA. And if he had gone back to WWE, still, oh Brock Lesnar's back. But yeah former UFC world heavyweight champion Brock Lesnar. If it was one or the other, then you're absolutely right. If it was both, I don't know. It might just be seen as sort of a footnote, like a mm-hmm. New Japan run, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, Straw, Hat, Straw Hat Jose says, uh, what if the pandemic never happened? Would Roman still become the tribal chief? Yes, because apparently it was, I, I don't, it didn't have anything to do with the pandemic. It had to do with the dog food it had match. To do with dog food. It was, it was, he was like, this is stupid. I'm not doing this anymore. Vince, if you want my services, you'll do things my way. And yeah. we're doing this with Heyman. Yep. And they crafted a pretty impressive character and story. And uh, look where we're at three and a half years so later. So really, the question is, what if dog food never existed? Like ever? What are dogs going to eat? <laughs> Gypsy, what are you going to eat, bud? Are they going to be hunters yet again? She's sleeping right now. Probably not then. <laughs> and we'll end on this one for this week. The Rob Observer says, what if the Iron Sheik had accepted Vern Gagne's offer of $100,000 to shoot break Hulk Hogan's leg during their title match in early 84? So that's what Iron Sheik had alleged. I don't know if this was substantiated, but it wouldn't surprise me. Wrestling is a pretty brutal industry, especially yeah. back then. Yeah, and that's in the midst of Vince t- doing his nationwide takeover. And if Vern was trying to... Put an end to that or yeah. sabotage it by having uh, Iron Sheik break Hogan's leg during the, uh, the the title bout. I mean, that could have been a pretty humiliating uh, 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 series of events for WWE when they have their, their new top guy they're trying to anoint. Yeah. And then Iron Sheik snaps his leg mid-match. Fully engorged. Fully, yeah, I was going to mention that. <laughs> Fully engorged. <laughs> And uh, what's going on? And stands over him. <laughs> what's going on over this guy with a massive erection just broke the leg of this Hulk Hogan yeah, character? What's happening there in New York? I know. <laughs> Everybody come to Minneapolis. It's 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 headlines for all the wrong reasons, you know. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So I don't. I look. I don't think that 
uh, butterfly effect would have led to Vern Gagne being the next Vince McMahon. No. I think that Vince probably just would have had Hulk Hogan heal up and try it again in '85. Try it again in '85, exactly. This one is from Captain Booty Bandit. Awesome name. Says, what if Dr. Death ended up winning Brawl for All? How would, would he have been pushed? How far would he be pushed? Sorry. So, you know, of course, you know, you hear the stories about how he's brought in to feud with Stone Cold because yeah. Dr. Death, Steve William, was a huge international star. He was. Big, tough dude. Grizzly, yeah. you know, looked like yeah, he, he would dole player, out yeah. real pain to people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, legit reputation for a tough guy. Yeah, right. As a tough guy. So kind they of brought him to be mold, the Brawl yeah. for All, a shoot fight tournament. Uh, it would be with the idea that he would just show up and win, yeah, and right. that would be the springboard for him to eventually feud with Stone Cold for the title. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it didn't happen because he didn't win Brawl for All. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. In fact, he had a pretty embarrassing performance in Brawl for All. Yeah, yeah. And he that was, was and he was hurt during his match, and that was kind of it. <laughs> he got injured during Brawl for All, and that's all we said from from Doctor Death. So awesome name, great reputation coming in. When I so I remember watching. When the during the time when Doctor Death came in, yeah. I was not a tape trader, so I didn't know anything about this guy Steve Williams. Um, I don't know if like like uh, clearly, I think Vince probably would have tried with a push for him. I don't know like if he would have necessarily connected with the crowd. When I think of him, I kind of think of Vader and how the Vader stuff really didn't work all that well. And I feel like during that time, especially, I can draw a parallel with one other guy, Ken Shamrock, mm-hmm. legitimate, actual badass, super MMA guy, right? Like amazing. But like, I feel like, and I know, like, I think uh, Pritchard has mentioned in the past that Shamrock had some backstage issues where they couldn't necessarily rely on him to give him that big push. But I also, kind of similar to Dan Severin. Never really connected with me as a fan the way the personalities did of the other guys. Mankind, Austin, Triple H, Shawn Michaels. Those guys connected mm-hmm. largely because of the personality. Yep. And I feel like the guys that were brought in as legitimate badasses, because the personality wasn't in the same at the same level as those other guys that they, they had a much harder time connecting with people, and I feel like Dr. Death would have been in that same mold. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the, the attitude error was defined by the personalities involved. You know, if you are a legit badass, I guess maybe that's of some benefit. Um, but if you're a, a, just a legit badass who can work a good match but don't have the personality, mm-hmm. then there is a ceiling on how far you're going to be able to go and WB at the time because you wouldn't be able to connect with the fans. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you're right, Dr. Death... For as great a wrestler as he was, I don't recall necessarily him having that kind of personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah he, it might have been a situation if he had won Brawl for All. Yes, he might have got a program with Stone Cold for a pay-per-view. Stone Cold would obviously have won that, and then Dr. Death would have been right back down to the mid-card. It would have toiled there for a while. Yeah, it's like you think of another guy um, who was presented as like a silent killer type, Steve Blackman. Right. Yeah. We like Steve Blackman. He had a really cool theme and he could do cool stuff with the glow sticks and everything. But like personality wise, you know, eventually they put him with Al Snow. I will almost guarantee you that Dr. Death would have been doing comedy bits with yeah. like Al Snow 
instead of like wrecking fools and getting the Intercontinental yeah. Championship. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Here's sort of here's sort of a follow up to that one. Uh, Calum Shannon says, "Here's one I never hear get asked: What if Bart Gunn actually knocked out Butterbean at WrestleMania?" Now, between Bart Gunn and Billy Gunn, Billy Gunn was given a much bigger opportunity um, that worked out really well, obviously, with DX. And so he was able to showcase some of his personality. But if you remember, as soon as he went solo, that disappeared. I do kind of feel like Bart Gunn might have had a bit more natural charisma than Billy Gunn. Do you think it's possible he could have gone far if given a big push because of the Butterbean stuff? I don't know. I feel like he was actually kind of punished for winning, for getting to the finals of Brawl for All and facing Butterbean. You know, like they mm. didn't. That wasn't the plan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and 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 they didn't expect him to win. Mm -hmm. And if somehow he had bested Butterbean at WrestleMania, mm -hmm. you'd think they would have been smart to try to capitalize on it. Yeah. But I don't. I don't think. I don't think they had much interest in in pushing Bart Gunn. Yeah. As yeah. an upper mid card guy or a main event guy. So I, I don't think, know if yeah. it might have been something short-lived, but at the end, if Vince didn't have any interest in doing it, he wouldn't have done it. That's what it all boils down to. I think you're right about that. Like, he can watch some dude knock out Butterbean, but if Vince doesn't see it, like, if he doesn't, uh, if he doesn't like, see it in the guy, rather, not if he doesn't see the knockout. If he doesn't see it in the guy, it's not like that knockout would have been like, God damn it, let's push him to the moon. Exactly. You know. Uh, let's see here. Uh, here's, here's a good one. I like this. Andre Knox says, what if WWE didn't drop the ball on Karrion Cross's initial debut and Keith Lee's main roster run? So I see this as two different situations completely. Yeah. Yeah. I think Keith Lee could have been a super champion at this point. Oh, I yeah. think oh, he yeah. could have been a legitimate, constant main eventer. I think he has all the tools. I think he still could be. I think if they if they nailed his if Triple H had taken over before Keith Lee was uh, debuted on main roster, he'd be a huge star. Yeah, I don't know that I can say the same thing about Carrying Cross because we have Carrying Cross in WWE right now, arguably a cooler version of Carrying Cross than he was back coming from NXT, and they still can't figure out what to do with him to make him a big deal. I think Karrion Cross would have ended up in the exact same situation he is now. I'm just going to throw this out there just because it popped in my head. Not that I necessarily uh, think it's the case. But what if with, with Cross, they have like really high hopes for him and have plans for him, but they kind of got him in a holding pattern until he's on SmackDown. And if he's going to get a major push, you kind of kind of have to wait until Roman drops the title. And maybe it's a situation, and it's weird that they haven't done, you'd think there'd be stories they could tell with him. Mm -hmm. where he's on TV regularly and getting wins. So that's why I don't think this is necessarily the case, but I'm just yeah. putting it out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got ideas for him. They got plans for him. I mean, it's obviously Triple H likes him. Mm -hmm. Brought him in NXT, brought him back after he got released. Mm -hmm. Dude's a good promo. He's got yes. presence. He's got charisma. If he's allowed to work his style, he could put on fun matches. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. It, it, so I don't know. It's It's interesting with Cross why... Even even going into NXT, where it's like, all right, now you got to work our style of wrestling, mm -hmm. and it seemed kind of like an awkward fit fit at mm -hmm. first. Uh, you know, even though he was pushed right to to the top in NXT when he when he showed up there, that yeah, since then never really done much with him. Whether Vince is in charge or Triple H, so yeah, that's, I, I don't know, but yeah, you're right about Keith Lee. If if Triple H was booking creative when Keith Lee was called up, he'd be 
He'd be one of the top guys. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, Nate draws things here. Says, "What if the curtain call never happened?" Oh yeah, we have that over here too. Somebody asked about uh, yeah. if Triple H. Uh, if it's yeah, so William Smith here. Six 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 says, "If what if Triple H rose up the card, winning the King of the Ring, and had the curtain call not cut his knees out from under him?" So this is one of those things that I feel is a bit of a uh, misconception yeah. that he had some massive punishment. Like people often point to the Warrior match as part of his punishment, but when that came before the the, rest, call, the, yeah. the curtain call, um, but like the most obviously thing that he was. The punishment was he was supposed to win King of the Ring 96 and didn't. Right, yeah. And, of course, King of the Ring 96 gave us Austin 316, which is a great moment. So here's my philosophy on This is my thought on that. I think instead of Austin 316, we would have had some other hot-selling, really cool Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt. Maybe it just would have said Stone Cold said so or something like that. Yeah, it had yeah, been yeah. the same font, the Impact font, and would have sold a million shirts or maybe more, however many of those sold. Austin would have been Austin even without King of the Ring. I firmly believe that. Yeah. And I also believe that Triple H would have been absolutely nowhere until they put him with Shawn Michaels. Yep. And I think that 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 would not have happened until they ran with until Vince McMahon and Vince Russo came up with the idea for the Attitude Era and let's get these things being raunchy and let's let Shawn Michaels run with his best friend and they could be raunchy together. I don't think winning. I don't think winning King of the Ring would have worked. Would have done anything for Triple H. The second he said "suck it," <laughs> then I think he was off to the races. Exactly because the Hunter Hearst Helmsley character was was you know so, so rooted in Vince's early mid nineties approach to wrestling. Yeah, that as times changed and and WB was adapting to those changes, if he had been told, "Hey, you still got to be Hunter Hearst Helmsley," mm-hmm. that would have gone nowhere. Mm-hmm. Nowhere, yeah. yeah. When yeah. you have Stone Cold and The Rock and and Mankind and and and, and imagine Shawn Michaels in DX, but without Triple H, like Triple H got left behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna feed one King of the Ring '96. Yeah, I agree. Uh, here's one. Doom Guard Kino says, "What if Ric Flair never returned to WCW back in '92?" So I guess the idea is. What if Ric Flair stayed in WWF? I feel like by 97, he would have gone back anyway. Eventually, he would have gone yeah. back because his like so much of his history was there. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't see him in attitude as an Attitude Era guy. That'd be weird. No. An old no, grandpa-looking guy walking around, you know, roaming around. I know. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't necessarily see that either. Although, you know, he was, he was there in the Ruthless Aggression Era, and there was a lot of salacious stuff around then as well so yeah yeah but he, then he was sort of like the grandpa you know yeah he was <laughs> he was like he was hanging out with the younger guys maybe this would have happened instead of triple h joining up with Shawn michaels to form dx he would have been taken under rick flair's wing and sitting under his learning tree and storyline and it would have been more or less uh evolution oh bro you might be on to something there That'd be kind of crazy if they did an evolution before evolution, but Ric Flair was in the Triple H role and Triple H was in the Batista role or the Orton role. Ooh, hey, who would be? Okay, that's a good one. Who then would be the 1996 version of evolution? Flair's Triple H, Triple H's Orton. Who's Batista and who's Flair? (laughs) 
who's oh like bringing backland or some weird shit like that no you don't bring it backland <laughs> um who would have been like an older billy graham <laughs> The I don't superstar know. Billy Graham. I don't know. That's cool. I like that. <laughs> what a um, weird evolution that is. Bring, hey, I know Macho Man left in 94. Bring him back in 96. Dude, listen. What if? What if? Okay, I don't know about the Flair role. Flair is Triple H. Triple H is Orton. The Rock is Batista. That makes a lot of sense. What a weird evolution. That would make a lot of sense. <laughs> We just need to know I mean, who the old timer is going to be. You could have Flair because he, you know, he started wrestling in the mid seventies. You could have mm-hmm. Flair fill the the, the Flair and Triple H roles. So just, just like make it three a three guys. man a three man faction. Yeah, yeah, you could do that. Or you bring in Arn, like if you want to sort of make it, yeah, you could do like Arn. a like a faux horseman thing, you know? Yeah, you could. Yeah, oh, that's, that's crazy, too, dude. That is crazy. Horseman, <laughs> yeah, the faux horseman. That's what they'd call it. <laughs> Oh, that's good. I like that. Uh, David Mitchell Baker asks, what if Stephanie didn't hear Cena rapping on the bus? Bro. What if we never I, got, as he tells it, he would have been fired. He would have been as fired. John Cena tells it. Yeah. 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 He would have been doing like Skinamax or something. I don't know. Oh, I don't, John Cena on Red Shoe Diaries? Yeah, maybe. I don't know what his career would have been. Like a motivational speaker or like a, you know, uh, I don't know what he would have done. Go to t- maybe TNA. TNA. TNA probably would have taken yeah. him. TNA, yeah. And then the make his way back to I because I don't know like what because I mean I've seen the Cena stuff, but like Cena started rapping. They did the Halloween thing, and then he became the Doctor of Thugonomics. But to go from I'm rapping as Vanilla Ice to I'm wearing hip hop attire and rapping stuff. Was the Doctor of Thugonomics stuff, do you recall, was that primarily a Cena creation? I believe so. Because if it was just him being who he wanted to be, I feel like it's probably a Cena creation. If that was the case, Doctor of Thugonomics would have been there in TNA. Absolutely. And he yeah. probably would have been wildly over, and maybe WWF would have scooped him back up. WWE would have scooped him back up. So yeah. Yeah. maybe it would have just been a slightly different road, but he would have mm. been there by 2005. And He would have been the prototype of, of leaving WWE reinventing yourself and going back oh he'd be the first drew galloway before drew galloway yes. did it yeah that could be uh look at this one atomic sunrise says what if mankind couldn't continue the match after going off of top of hell at a cell would he still have the career he had so is the assumption he wouldn't have been able to wrestle after that at all or just not finish the match or just not finish i think hey i think once he went over the top Nothing else was necessary. <laughs> I think yeah. I think the, the the legend was set when Absolutely. he went over the top. Going back up and accidentally crashing down, that's a little that's a very that's a crazy cherry on top. But I think going over the top, that's yeah, enough. Yeah, going off the top of the cage. Yeah, that's the defining moment of that match. I know people talk about him going through accidentally and getting getting the chair in the face. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the 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 clip of video that always gets run is him getting thrown off the top by Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, on impact, if he was too busted up and couldn't continue. Look, the legend of mankind is is there. It's written. It's set. It's set. It's set. You yeah. know, him getting back up and getting back in the match, it advances it a little bit, but at that point, getting thrown off the top. I mean, I, I feel like as long as, as, as Mick Foley could could have walked, he mm-hmm. would have got back in that ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't it think anything taken, else. Yeah. I don't think anything short of him not being able to walk was going to keep him out of, of finishing that match. Yeah. 
I agree. Uh, the trippy one, Jacob Zimmerman asked, "What if we got Shawn Michaels versus Eddie Guerrero at WrestleMania 21?" Uh, I think I think it probably would have gone down the same way that the Angle HBK one did, a classic. Everybody, mm -hmm. you know, going crazy for it, loving that, and then people would be wondering, I wonder what would have happened if we got HBK versus Kurt Angle instead. Yeah, but it yeah. just would have been, you know, just a classic match. It was a really great yeah. match. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it maybe it would have gotten that 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 five the the five star treatment instead of what uh, they got, which is like four and three quarters, four and a half, four and three quarters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What if Roman Reigns? This is from Zo eight five one. What if Roman Reigns stuck with football? Who would be the forefront of the WWE main event scene? Have been featured for the last decade. Who would be in that Roman spot? So what if it was Chris Hero in the Roman spot in the Shield? Mm hmm. Cassius yeah. Ono. I love Cassius Ono. I love Chris Hero. Oh, great. I don't think Vince McMahon would It'd be Seth Rollins. Him as... It'd be Seth. <sighs> Probably. I'm trying to think of a different... Do you think they would have maybe tried to embrace Dean Ambrose more? They had every opportunity to embrace... Or Vince had every opportunity to embrace Dean Ambrose and, and insisted on Dean Ambrose being a very specific thing that Jonathan Good just didn't want to do. But he didn't necessarily have the motivation to because Roman was such a thing. Yeah. You don't think that because there's I mean, there's a couple there's there's a bunch of like I put Seth in there as like maybe slightly ahead of names like AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, Dean Ambrose. Like they're all sort of of that same mold. But none of them, even Seth, I think, isn't the Hollywood look that Roman Reigns has. And you can tell that's why Vince pushed this guy, because he he's got that next level it factor. We all know the answer is Rick Boogs. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Boo <laughs> Poor Rick. He said as soon as Vince McMahon got fired. I, my was, was on the wall for Rick Boogs. <laughs> I was done. Anyways, let us know your best Rick Boogs what ifs in the comments below. Maybe we'll do another one of these things exclusively about Rick Boogs what ifs. Uh, let us know who would have been the Ric Flair in Ric Flair's Evolution because that's my favorite fantasy book for me. That was great. Uh, hit that subscribe button, hit that thumbs up and the like button, all that kind of stuff. We'll see you around. Goodbye. Help support Friendo Club by going to patreon.com slash Stephen Larson or clicking join at youtube.com slash Stephen Larson. Access to bonus episodes, question threads for the Going In Raw podcast, and entry to our monthly wrestling predictions challenges. Join the Friendo Club today.